0: Hello, welcome to Academy Days, a Christian Fiction Podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Welcome to the story. Academy Days, Episode 25, Left Alone Nora, can you come in here a sec? Mom called out as soon as Nora stepped into her house at the end of the school day Friday. Nora stood still in the hallway and looked toward the stairs. If only she could just go straight up to her room. A heavy, tired feeling settled in her chest as she dropped her backpack next to the hall closet. Mom would have questions about the day, about homework, about... A burning sensation filled her eyes. No energy. She had no energy for small talk and avoiding talk. Nora. Mom leaned into view down the hallway. You didn't lock the front door, did you? She hadn't even thought about it, actually, for once. Maybe she was just too tired of thinking in general. What did you want? she asked. Mom motioned, Come on, sit down for a second. I'm in the middle of breakfast casserole. Breakfast casserole for supper. In the kitchen, Nora grabbed a banana and slid down to sit against the closed doors of the pantry. What? Mom measured heavy cream and dumped it into a bowl of whipped eggs. Dad and I are going out of town tonight, right after supper. We won't be back until Sunday evening. Nora's chin came up. Are you going back to the city? Mom shook her head. Yes, and no, not to New York, Philadelphia. Your dad's been asked to speak at a place similar to the center. Nora scrambled to her feet. He's not taking a new position. Mom waved her wooden spoon, sending droplets of egg onto the counter. No, Nora. He's just filling in for a guest speaker who couldn't make it. She wiped the counter, then curled the dishcloth up in her hands. But someday, Nora, he might go back to what he used to do. And it might not be to the Bronx you've got to understand that. Nora stood still, the banana half-peeled in her hand. Anyway, he'll be home in about twenty minutes, and we're going to eat a quick supper. She glanced at the clock. I know this means you'll have to fend for yourself this weekend. I got Xavier on his phone, and he's headed home too. Your dad's going to insist he stays in this weekend, so you won't be alone. Goodie a whole weekend of listening to Xavier's music and shows vibrating the walls. At least the public library was open all afternoon on Saturdays. Mom layered bacon into the bottom of a pie dish. So how was school? Nora finished peeling the banana. Meh. Mom held out a crispy piece of bacon, and meh means? Nora took it and headed for the front stairs. Meh is a non-emotional existence in a place you don't want to be. Nora, come on, Mom sighed. Sit down a second. I have an algebra test Monday, Nora said, and bit into the bacon. She chewed and leaned against the doorframe of the kitchen. What? Your dad and I are still worried about you, about how upset you were over not going with him when he emptied the storage unit. Mom leaned on the island counter and rolled an orange between her hands. Until then, we thought you'd adjusted to Easton. Well, other than the obsessive door locking. Nora shrugged. Adjusting and liking are two different things, Mom. What about acceptance? Accepting what God directs us to do with joy. Mom put the orange back in the fruit bowl and came around the counter. I think he led us away from the center, at least for now. Some little spark in Nora's mind jumped at that, for now. Did Mom think they'd go back someday? Someday soon? But they couldn't. Not with Xavier in rogue mode. The shrapnel was back there, too. Still roaming the streets, getting kids to courier drugs. Nora looked down at the floor. Would the center even survive? This is why she had to find a way to fight back. Maybe mom and dad would never return to the city, but she would. Someday, she'd stare the shrapnel down in court. She'd fight for the safety of her old neighborhood, and she'd see the shrapnel locked away. Can you try to accept our new life, Nora? Can you let go of, of what you see as failure to succeed, as abandonment of our friends, and... Mom spread her hands, palms up and open. And let your eyes be full of light again. Nora's head jerked up. What was that supposed to mean? For some reason, Cyril, Winston, whatever the new kid called himself, popped into her mind, standing almost in the same way Mom stood now, his eyes without shadow. Nora looked towards the stairs. You want me to wear glow paint? Mom didn't answer, just slowly lowered her hands. Nora pushed thoughts of Winston away and went to the stairs. Don't think I have any, she said. By seven o'clock, her parents' car was disappearing around the corner at the end of the street. Nora pulled the blind down over the kitchen sink, blocking out the setting sun. She heard a thump from upstairs, probably Xavier dropping a dumbbell. Nora finished loading the dishwasher and cleaning up the kitchen. She wiped off the table. Maybe she'd do her homework down here, away from the voices and music currently blaring from Xavier's speakers. Suddenly, the noise overhead stopped. Nora paused in unpacking her school bag. The dishwasher whooshed gently against the silence. Then, a series of thumps came from the stairs. Nora stepped out into the hallway. Xavier jumped down the last few stairs, a backpack slung over his shoulder. What are you doing? Nora said. Leaving. A brick slammed against Nora's heart. What? I'm taking the train back to the city. I'll be home Monday morning. But Xavier... Xavier opened the hall closet door and grabbed the jacket. Lock the doors after I leave. I know you know how. A second later, Nora's fingers were curled into the sleeve of Xavier's shirt. Don't go. Xavier looked down at her, the cold distance in his eyes changing just a little. I'll be safe. You'll be safe. I'll be back. Monday. Nora gripped the fabric harder. You think the shrapnel won't know you're back? You think that just because they beat you up once, that they're done with you? That they'll let you alone? Xavier jerked his arm away, but for once, anger didn't seethe in his eyes. I don't know, but I can't go any longer without finding out. I I feel like something is always hanging over my head. He unzipped his backpack and pulled out an envelope. I saved up the rest of the money I owe them. A chill ran down Nora's arms. Hew. You can't just walk into the trench and toss an envelope of money on a table and walk out again. They'll want interest for the past year and a half. They'll want payback because you left town without permission. They'll... Xavier shoved the envelope deep into the backpack and zipped it shut. I have the interest. I'm not dumb enough to go into the trench. I still have one friend left in the shrapnel, I think. He'll help me. Mail it to him then, Nora said, and found a grip on the backpack. Xavier looked down at her. I'm kind of surprised you're not saying good riddance right now. Something broke in Nora's will, and tears were suddenly streaming down her face. She let go and backed up. Xavier sighed and looked up at the ceiling a moment, then grabbed a box of tissues off the side table and shoved it towards her. I'm sorry about all this, Nora. I know you hate me. I know the shrapnel scared you. I know that's why you locked the doors. And I know. I know it's only because you found that money and gave it to them that they didn't totally destroy me. But maybe if I do this, we'll all be able to move on. He dropped the backpack between his feet and shrugged into his jacket. I'll be back. Monday and then he left. Nora stood a full minute, clutching the tissue box, shoulders shaking in an effort to stop crying. She finally found the brain power to move. She dashed into the kitchen and fumbled her phone into a call to mom. A tinny version of You Are My Sunshine sounded from near the microwave, and Nora discovered her mom's phone still charging on the counter. Naturally. Nora speed out her dad, No answer. Probably because he was driving. Nora turned in a quick circle, a text message. She'd barrage her dad with text until he called her back. Xavier had to walk to the tiny Amtrak whistle stop near the Riverside Bridge. His train would go through Philadelphia on the way to New York. Dad could catch him in Philly. Keep him safe. Thirty texts later, Nora let her phone clatter onto the counter. This was useless. Dad was religious about not using his phone while driving. He probably had the thing turned off and in his duffel bag, or had given it to Mom, who always slept like a log in the car. Norris slid down to sit on the floor and hugged her knees to her chest. What could she do? Call her own friends in New York, Marlowe and Liesel, and get them to intervene? And endanger them? No. She buried her face in her arms— What ifs flooded her mind along with memories. The day the shrapnel had come to the house and demanded that money Xavier owed them, Nora had only found part of the payment in Xavier's room. Apparently, while currying for the gang, Xavier had helped himself to some money not meant for him, and apparently the shrapnel kept stellar accounts. Nora shivered. They'd found Xavier that same night and beat him up. The wounds healed, turned to scars. Then the seizures had started, like the one that had attacked Xavier last fall. The seizures were uncontrollable, unpredictable. The furnace kicked on, sending a rush of warm air through the vents and across the tile floor. Nora raised her head. Behind the thrum, silence lurked. Aloneness. She reached up and fumbled on the counter for her phone. No replies. She couldn't stay here like this all weekend. Something intense and dark, like a vibrating fog, already rang in her ears. She had to go somewhere. For the first time in months, she didn't want to get away from people. She needed to get to where they were. She touched Carmen's name in her speed dial. Hello? Can can you help me with math? Nora said. Hi, Nora. Sure. Isn't math what everybody wants to do on a Friday night? Can I come to your place? Yeah, my mom and I are staying at the Winters. Come on over. Bring stuff to stay the night if you want. It's already 8 o'clock. Lacey wants to do facial masks and stuff later. Nora knew she was desperate when she said, Sounds good. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. And thank you to everybody who's left a kind word in the comments below. Thanks for your support. Until next time, bye.